Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 6, titled Bonds. Uh, Aaron, what'd you think of this episode? Uh, I thought this episode had some really good stuff. I really liked Negan uh, trying to work his way into the Whisperer cult. I thought that stuff was pretty good. Um, I don't know what the hell they're doing with Rosita and Eugene. Uh, I thought that stuff was kind of kind kind of weird and wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Carol is also being kind of annoying. You know, I like that she's the big protective mama bear, but I hate it when she takes it upon herself to do whatever the fuck she wants. Damn, damn. Uh, you know, any kind of democratic system, fuck any kind of uh, consensus, any kind of existing power structure. She's just gonna do it. She's just gonna banish. She's just gonna kill. She's just going to take prisoner carol's gonna um, carol carol's gonna carol and daryl's having some problems with it as you can imagine um but uh yeah what what did you what did you think uh i mostly liked it i think uh i kind of see where they're going with a lot of this stuff like it's pretty obvious after you know we saw them damming up the waters and cutting open walkers what's happening there in alexandria uh with this stomach bug that's going around um, I, I, disappointed, disappointed in uh, Eugene for his lack of creative thinking. All he could think to do with a Soviet satellite is to build a radio, a super radio. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, we came up with better ideas, but uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's not pro- bad. Prob- I, probably more in his Gilligan's, you know, island kind of professor wheelhouse. I'm still holding out hope. For I'm sure. still holding out hope for some some radiation therapy. Or uh-huh. King Ezekiel. We'll or a see. nuke. One of the two. Or a nuke. Or a nuke. Step one, find the herd. Step two, destroy it. How are they going to destroy 10,000 walkers? I don't know, man. Uh, that, that, was the the, that was one of the things that bothered me in this episode. Eh, not many of them did. The Rosita stuff is weird. Um, and then this idea that like Carol's going to find the horde and she's going to... Dot, dot, dot. I don't yeah. I don't fucking know. What is her plan? If you locate the horde, how does that help you in any way, Carol? That's, well, that's the thing. It's like I, I, I think that you're supposed to. I don't know. I understood at the end of the episode that this whole thing was a sham, that she intended to take okay. someone prisoner and torture them or whatever, get information out of them to try to find a weak point. And but I don't know if you can find. I mean, I do think that if you could find out where the herd is. But Daryl's they too are smart for vulnerable. He's too smart because there's a couple times where it's like Dare, like uh, Carol played all the I'm lying to get over. I'm abusing my our, our relationship and trust to to get you to swallow the lie. She she played every ga- page out of that game uh, plan, and like Daryl went along with it because I think that he just does trust and respect her that much. And I hope that there's some serious damage done to that trust at the end of this relationship because she's proven that. She will use even you, Daryl. She mm-hmm. will use and manipulate even you to get you to go along with her own ends or uh, to to make sure you don't interfere with her ends. Because um, I don't think she cared to have his help there. Oh, she no. just didn't want him to go off and tell everybody. So now Daryl's in a position where he has to tell the council. What's I mean, I don't know. There's we'll, we'll see, because I guess they could stretch this out with like Daryl and Carol being in some kind of wood shack with with Carol getting progressively over the line, treating this whisperer and Daryl getting increasingly com- uncomfortable. And but um, yeah, there's just this. Um, I don't know if it's a line they're walking or or if they just don't really notice it. But when they're, you know, when they're creating these scenarios, Daryl is saying, like, look, you're you're not looking in the right place for knee. And obviously he's not that stupid. He's not going to show himself in a field, a clearing. And mm-hmm. you're not that stupid either. Well, Daryl, you're not that stupid to believe what Carol's saying here, because if she finds the horde, what is the point? You knew where the horde was before you had no response to it. it, it to have Daryl like go along with this without, you know, pointing that out is a little. Yeah. Unlike Daryl, I guess. Yeah, I guess I, it made sense to me that, like, I think that on some level, Alpha knows the horde is vulnerable when they're just out there and open. Because, like, let's say they're in a valley How? and you can find a way to divert a river to dread the, the flood. That, okay. And 
you know, like like make it to where these this herd is unusable or, or whatnot. Like I think or like a big big fire. We talked about like a forest fire, or you could like spray gas on them. I mean, I I I don't, I don't and we know that that miss hmm. necessarily won't kill the zombies, but it'll definitely fuck up their combat effectiveness. So yeah. she is hiding them. So step one is to find them to where you can make them vulnerable. And I, I guess, like I said, if if, if Daryl is operating on Carol's in kind of good faith, then step one, you find the Walker herd. Step two, you go back to the Alexander Council and say, well, here's here's her super weapon. Now let's analyze it for weaknesses like the Death Star. But she, that, I, she was just being disingenuous as to that being her plan the entire time. She wanted to capture. That's why she had the zip ties and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, she was there to take hostages, let's say. She wasn't uh, there to peacefully dim- protest their behavior. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, yeah. Uh, did you, she so going like, to zip tie I, herself to a walker? How it's going to happen. <laughs> I want to I talk to you about the... Um, alphas poisoning the well strategy working okay are these people going to turn to zombies maybe because i feel like the i feel like you know they've definitely shown in a show where if you dip a arrow or something in zombie juice and that gets into your bloodstream you're done zombie blood getting your eyes and mouth doesn't do it um drinking like diluted zombie blood and water like i i don't know what the but like um you know, there's some pretty heavy hitters that have been laid low, including Rosita. Um, yeah, I don't know. This, this, this show's got me scared for the main characters again, because they'll just up and kill them now. Did they? Man, it's been so long. It's been, I don't know, seven years uh, since the prison arc. Did they do mm-hmm. this sort of thing in the prison arc? Wasn't there like a... Well, people? There was a plague, but I don't think it was Walker based. I think it was just like people got really sick, like a bad case of the flu was killing people. Okay. And when you died, then you, of course. Right. I mean, if they die of just a, a high fever, yeah. I'm just wondering if like there's a cure, because if once you get bit by a zombie, you know, it's all over. You can either hack the arm off or leg off before it spreads to the rest of the body or you're, you're done for. I mean, if you're it's in your guts. If it's if it's causing you a fever, you're you're done fucked. But I, I don't know. Like the zombie science is just wishy washy enough that I don't know. I don't know. We should get to see their plan for dealing with people who expire in the infirmary, though, because some mm. of these people are going to die, I believe. Yeah. Fucking Dante, man. There's another <laughs> one that I'm like really up in the air about how to feel about this guy. This this guy. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like, is he trying to do the right thing by letting Sadiq have some cocoa time, or is he being negligent? You know, there's a fine line there. I don't know. Is he literally, like, if people talk about being pan and omnisexual, is he just, like, really omnisexual? He'll hit on anything that is a, that is a living, <laughs> sentient being? <laughs> He's out there rating walkers. This man, oh, this man is not... Seven. Yeah, well, I mean, he might draw the line at, at, at uh, you know living you know but still still he yeah old grandmas hot doctors uh hot doctors uh baby mamas that are otherwise engaged to stalwart members of the community doesn't matter he's going to pick a pass yeah eugene your long ponytail swinging down back back past your ass crack that's just that's speaking to me come here eugene i gotta gotta give you a little (laughs) bit of it too like this guy holy shit yeah man swipes right on everything that's that's not that good bro uh okay yeah. right, do, do we do we have any general pitter patter or should we get right into this thing uh i think we should get into the recap but first let's take a little break discover why critics are calling kingdom of the planet of the apes the best film of the franchise what a wonderful day it's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into the recap. 
Carol wakes up and she ponders whether or not to take her gun with her on a Negan sweep outside the gates. Daryl goes with her and realizes her Negan sweep isn't actually why she's out here. She says that she's instead going to find out where Alpha's horde is and she wants to destroy it. But how she'll do that, she doesn't really say. Daryl's got a badass new scar. I don't know if you got that in the previous episode or like the previous couple and I didn't notice, but he's got this like big bright slash going down through his through his eye. It makes him look even extra piratical. I noticed that too, but I I wasn't sure where it came from either. Maybe it's been there all along and I just haven't noticed it. Well, they've been doing a lot of intense zombie combat with the constant incursions on the hilltop and 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 all that. So, um, yeah, but I mean. When's the last time Norman Reedus showed his face? He, his hair constantly That's covers true. it. I, That's true. What season Same two? Maybe? Rad- Same thing. Daniel Radcliffe and Harry Potter. Like he's got that mop top. You can't ever see his lightning bolt shaped scar unless he actually says, "Hey, look at it. Look at here." But um, huh. yeah, yeah. He's uh, you got to get his hair out of his face before you can actually see his cool new scar. Yeah, I want to believe that Daryl's up there on the porch smoking weed. It's either a blunt or a hand rolled cigarette. I can't tell. It's it's definitely hand rolled, but it it looks pretty. It looks pretty dubious. <laughs> <laughs> Not dubious, dubious. Yes. Uh, so then we find out there's a stomach bug going around, and Dante is diagnosing a patient with it. Sadiq stops by with a baby carrier and asks if he can help out, but Dante says, "No, you go spend some time with uh your your kid there because they grow up so fast." And he also and like hits of, on everything in the room at the same time, except the baby. Does he? Except does he hit on Coco? Because that's what brought on the whole <laughs> boundaries, man. You gotta have boundaries, and he I'm was like, coming ah. in to kiss. Yeah, yeah, Dante, man. Or it may, it could be, it could be that like, hey, you've been dealing with sick people, and I want you to stay the fuck away from my baby, kind of like boundary. Could but be. like with with Dante, I don't know. This Dante guy's just poor man's Jason Lee, mm-hmm. a little too extra. Can't get a good read on him could be a whisperer plant i i'm just I, I don't like him don't like this guy all right i don't mind him i don't mind him he's Worthless a horned bed. Dog, that's fine 75 year old woman can snap him like a twig yeah I, it's, uh, he's all talk all talk all hat no cattle i don't buy that that woman could <laughs> snap him like a twig but with or without stomach virus not buying mm. it uh so then carol has where we go back to carol and daryl she's pinpointed the general area where the walkers are coming from and she wants to go looking for signs of the horde inside whisper territory i don't yep and she's got the excuse because daryl's like you know why weren't you on the level with me and she's like you know i just don't want you to worry about me because you I do think she's using some of Daryl's stuff against him. Like Daryl, like is probably for his personal boundaries, been overstepping them, taking personal concern over Carol, you know, but he's, he's uncomfortable with him. He's doing it anyway because he cares for her. And she's using that to kind of like, Oh, I know Daryl cares about me. He also isn't, doesn't like confrontation. He doesn't like people up in his business. So he probably, she's probably knows at some point that he's kind of up in my business and I'm going to, I'm going to back him off. I'm going to back him off a little bit uh, by by pitching close to the plate or whatever. And I think that's what she's doing because this whole episode, she's just kind of fucking, you know, blowing smoke up his ass and using his his own feelings and philosophies against him um, hmm. while to, to, to hide the fact that she's being dishonest and duplicitous. So, yeah, he's know, it's a shit, different though. like he's not he's not just swallowing what she's dishing out here. He is, but he's not willing to call her on it. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. And I'm really curious to see, like, especially um, with their long and close relationship, like, whether this is going to do part damage, whether this actually maybe goes the other way and convinces Carol that she's going off the deep end. Um, but this this got to have consequences for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, hmm. Because it probably wasn't the only whisperer in the pack that she ends up taking hostage, right? So they'll notice that whisperer's gone. They'll they'll know something's mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah. They 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 left a lot of physical evidence. They gutted a zombie. But I guess I don't know. Like I I, I was trying to the whole time this has happened. I was trying to think of like, okay, what what's the plausible deniability? What's the plausible deniability? Like it's dark to do. And the other thing is like it seems like whispers kind of go missing. From time to time. Yeah. Like beta kills one. 
and throws Negan to the, the and like nobody says like where we're missing a whisperer. Did Negan? It was just more like Negan couldn't make it out of the situation alive. Like it's inherently dangerous to do this, even if you take all your precautions. So I, I that I I don't know enough about whisper culture and all that to know whether what's a smoking gun or not. So it could just be like, well, yeah, Barry fucked up. He got a little too uh, a little too uh, particular about not smelling like a zombie and. They ate his ass in the moonlight, and we heard that snap, wet snapping noises. Uh, we kind of all suspected somebody had gotten it, and now in the cl- light of day, we know it's uh, fucking Gary or Frank or whoever it is. Yeah, you, you get the feeling watching this when Beta's like, "Oh, it's not smart to show them our show him our ways." They're kind of talking to the audience too. Like the the mm. more they show us of the whispers, the more consistent they need to be with that. The the less mysterious they are. Right. Uh, it, it, it they puts run the risk on of, them as writers of, yeah, like either fucking up or I don't know, just removing all the mystique and the, the terror from. Yeah, them. because there's also a risk of them just coming across looking very silly. Yes. Like the more we found out about the trash people, the stupid, the, the, the more stupid it all seemed. Right. So like right and now, we have so many mysterious. questions that right. kind of need answers. You know, how how have they survived? Like. They walk among the walkers. Well, the walkers don't eat. The walkers don't shit. The walkers don't sleep. Mm-hmm. How how do you do those human, very human things uh, amongst the dead? They're pit starting to get into that. Apparently, stuff. all pit barbecues. You just use bury a flaming pig. Come back a day later. You got you got barbecue. I, it's I mean it's perfect, right? You migrate away from the cold during the winters. When you do cook, uh, you do it underground so there's no smoke. It's it all kind of makes a certain amount of sense. Do you think that walking zombies as a big herd, I would think that would wear them out faster. Like a zombie sitting on a city bus. It's just kind of sitting there. It's not really wasting away. It's not degrading. Its joints are getting weaker. But a zombie is marching for a a couple thousand miles a year. Yeah, that's that's a lot of wear and tear on the bottoms of the feet, on the joints, on the the, the cartilage, the sinews, everything. Like, are they literally walking these zombies into the ground or do you think that the 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 zombie physiology doesn't work that way i i think the show doesn't care whether it does or not (laughs) you know (laughs) like they're gonna make zombie physiology work the way they need it to in any given situation yeah for sure all right uh so we go out to negan who's blindfolded and being led somewhere by the whispers he won't stop running his mouth about joining up with him and he claims that he's willing to give them the secrets of alexandria which i mean this i, I, I don't know is that why they're keeping him or yeah for sure i mean we well, like we talked about but they, they don't know who he is right they don't know who he is quite yet, but he just reveals himself. And I, I well, we talked about this a little bit last episode that I feel like that the whispers kind of will take anyone in, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. if they, they'll put him through a process and acclimate him and they don't expect perfect obedience in the very beginning. It's kind of like a Davy Jones ship in and the Pirates of the Caribbean, like, do you get a choice? Do you want to walk with the dead, or do you want to be the dead? And most people probably like, I guess I'll walk with the dead, and then they weed out the ones who aren't serious or can't can't do it. Uh, Negan, though, is just it's just so funny watching him. Like he's got a he's got a strategy. I still think that he is double secret, double agent for mm-hmm. Alexandria. Um, yeah. I but on the other hand, I also don't know why he doesn't just like fucking gut her like a fish as soon as he gets within range of her. He doesn't have a weapon. But I yeah, I mean, he'd probably be gutted like a fish by beta. I I don't know. I mean, his plan could be uh, three things here, right? He could legit want to join up with the whispers, which is insane. And I don't believe it for a second. Um, he either. could be trying to gain their trust and then use that to help Alexandria to win sort of the favor of the community he actually wants to be a part of. Or he could be trying to usurp the power of of alpha and create sort of a new group of saviors uh Mm. regain what he lost to alexandria by by taking her tribe there is a little bit of that because he says like you know if i had a big bruiser like you things might have gone differently with the whole alexander thing but but i I guess i take it for granted that that and the free marketplace of ideas uh rick's morality and ethics have won negan over like he sees the error of his way i think i think i'm right um, but like he, and I thought last episode he might be like suicidally brave, 
Like, I don't think he obviously cares and he's willing to risk his life, but I don't think he necessarily wants to die. Like there, he might be entertaining thoughts of like, how can I destabilize these people from within? You know, if I can split alpha from beta and I'm secretly for the Alexandria group, uh, then I've made them weaker because beta is formidable. You know, Mm -hmm. he went toe to toe with Daryl and and lived to tell the tale. So uh, that's that's Alexander's best fighter, right? Um, and yeah, all that to also get in with the good graces once and for all. Like I, it's there's, but there's enough that's like, they're not telling us to make it still kind of like exciting. And plus just Negan just fucking with these people is just really funny. Like I've never (laughs) seen him be this kind of Negan with a person that I didn't like. And it's a lot more fun watching him Negan somebody when you don't like care about their friends and family than what is this? Some, you know, Frankenstein. Five and dime Frankenstein. That's just- <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Negan ball tap beta. That's what I want. Oh, <laughs> Put oh, those big meaty that- sausage fingers into action. God damn it. That would have been funny if at the end of the episode when he's like shining him on that grin, if he just going to have both, you know, <laughs> got a got a beta tap. Keep you on your keep beta you on tap. your toes there. He does mention balls in this episode. He does. Uh. All right, let's go over to Jerry's wife hanging out with the Hilltop AV Club, which consists solely of Eugene. Uh, he has created a super radio out of the Soviet satellite components. She quickly exits the clubhouse, leaving Eugene to test his radio alone, and he gets Rosita on the radio. She's running a fever and asks him if he's coming back soon, and then the radio malfunctions, and he says, call you back later. Uh, or Actually, no, she says, I'll call you back later. This... It, what what, what is going f- on here? What the fuck is happening, Jim? What it, are is, they trying Ros- to I, ramp Rosita up so they can kill her with the stomach bug, stomach bug she, thing? Because I don't know. She's, she's had no she plot this season. I, 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 I don't know. But everybody wanting a slice of Eugene and then the look on her face. She looked thirsty for Eugene. And I do not. I do not understand. I don't understand what they're going with um, Jerry's wife. Like Eugene seemed like he was like willing to like he's just starving for female companionship female companionship uh and uh, the thing that is wild to me is just two or three episodes when we talked about how great the conversation was between him and rosita and the friend zone and all that kind of stuff they're going back to this well and again the cut the only cover to make sense is rosita's you know delirious with fever yeah and gabriel's not available and sadiq's over at hilltop and so she's but that makes I don't know, man, that changes how I kind of feel about Rosita, I guess still delirious of fever or whatever. But I don't know yeah. what they're doing. It's it's annoying. It is. I, I didn't really care for it. And the only thing I can think is they know they're about to kill Rosita with a stomach bug. So give her something to do, because what has she done in this season? She's punched a few things. Uh, she's mothered a child. She she squeezed a living being out of her vaginal canal. Jim, is that not enough for you? Christ, season? She's, a, she's a young mother. Didn't yeah? Didn't that happen this season? I thought she's just pregnant the last season. Yeah, it might have happened between seasons. I, I can't remember, but uh, she hasn't done much in the plot. Like this baby no. has been under the care of everyone else, right? And she's been punching things and. And it, she know, maybe they're just saying, Eugene. look, however fit you are, this thing can take you out. Um, yeah. So yeah. be scared. I hope they're not going to kill her. I like like I like Rosita and she's one of the ones that was kind of criminally underserved in terms of plot just throughout the whole series. You know, of yeah. all that collection of people that, you know, Eugene and Rosita and Abraham, like she's the one consistently that didn't get much to do. And she's in kind of a really interesting personal plot here. And for them to kill her in the middle of that's kind of doing her dirty, I would think. But we'll see. Yeah. Got a bad feeling about it. Um, and clearly, like, there, there's something more to this bug, right? It's not just. It's not just a. Uh, a bug they're going to do something bigger with this it seems and and you get the impression that like well okay so daryl and carol go out there they capture a hostage try and get information out of him i assume the information they're going to get is about them damming up the creeks and tainting the water supply hmm. or or they'll discover yeah. it while they're out there maybe i don't know Probably. I mean, Aaron already knows. That's the thing. Like, that's that's I, I. Oh yeah, I guess he 
would unless he's just too busy giving her bandages to notice what she's doing to not notice what she's actually doing or like after she t- takes off investigate to see what the hell like i, I that's kind of a bad look but they, they don't mention i also it, am not sure how really. the timeline lines up that literally could be the afternoon that carol and daryl take off that evening so yeah i'm not until i see until i see aaron mingling with the council and not telling him things i'm not going to get too pissed uh, yeah. off at it but yeah, which might be like him. Who knows? Yeah. Council has not been on his side very much lately. I hope they don't set up that thing of like, well, Aaron is getting intelligence, but he's doing it the right way by befriending a whisperer and all that kind of stuff. And Carol's doing it the right way. Because like they're both not doing it the right way. The right way is to tell the rest of the council and like get like everybody. Hey, I'm thinking about befriending this whisperer. What's everybody think? You know, how should we do this best? Blah, 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 blah. And Carol's like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a daring midnight raid on a blah, blah, blah. But nobody's doing things right. So like, ah, no. I don't know. Eugene is. He's making super radios. So Eugene is actually doing something very useful. Everyone wants a piece of him. Everyone wants a little slice of Eugene. Except the ladies. They don't. They'll they'll stick with whatever they were eating before. I don't know. Ham lady. Ham ladies looking. And Rosita, you know, wait until she gets a look at that ponytail. Uh, Eugene's like GME stock and probably everybody, everybody's buying high now. <laughs> hmm. Wait for the dip. That's what I say. <laughs> buy, buy the dip. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Carol and Daryl take turns trying to hit a can with acorns. She asks him about Connie and he claims oh, there's nothing going on there. And she's disappointed. He hasn't given it a shot with her. And then they see some walkers in a clearing being led around by a whisper. Daryl keeps the double being- camper. Being lucky, I mean, mean? that's uh, is is he ready to couple up? Is he ready to break his streak of asexuality? I thought like I was sitting on the edge of my seat. Like, are they actually going to have a straight up talk about like Daryl and what his deal is? Because it's all been kind of stuff that we've surmised. And uh, I mean, I I think that would be super interesting. And the show acknowledging it and like talking about it is interesting, too. I also wonder Mm -hmm. if there's a little bit of like it could be. Because, you know, Carol's always been a little thirsty for Daryl from from way back. It could be that Daryl is not attracted to Carol and he is attracted to Connie, but he feels weird. Like, well, if, if that is my whole deal is like I just never get in relationships, then it's going to be, you know, why I retroactively hurt Carol's feelings for not being like, I, I don't know. It's that's kind of an immature way to look at it. But Daryl, in a lot of ways, is a little boy. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. So I, I could see see that factor. What What do you make of it? I mean. I think Daryl, I don't know. I mean, Carol implies that just like he's sort of reserved in that way um, when it comes to romance and that might be underselling it. I'm not sure it like we've talked about this in the past. We talked about it last episode, I think um, about Daryl's like potential asexuality. I'm not sure. I I don't think the show has given us a clear definitive answer on that because like you said, there are many reasons he might not go for Carol. Uh, especially now that she smells like shrimp all the time. I mean, I get you. Although he doesn't smell so good himself, I can tell you that much. Shrimp boat Carol. You just yeah. don't want to stay away from shrimp. Sure, her hair smells like a uh, fishnet 24 mm-hmm. 7. Yeah. She it gets worse from there. Aquanet hairspray. <laughs> the all natty kind. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I am looking forward to finding out more about how Daryl feels about Connie because we know how she feels about him. She's into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Beta doesn't like that Alpha's willing to entertain Negan's story and says as much. And Alpha puts him in his place. And so he kneels to her and Negan notices and immediately starts up with all of his shit again. <laughs> Getting under Beta's skin. Both layers the, the, of it. The, the look the look he gives when he sees him kneeling, like he is just having the most fun. Like, oh my God, this is a whole other avenue for me to drive down <laughs> recklessly. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to careen in from car to car, run a few pedestrians over. Going to be a good time. Love it. Uh, so then we go back to Sadiq stopping by to see Gabriel, but instead he finds Rosita sick on the couch. He takes her to the infirmary. And this, it, I don't know, not much to talk about there, except uh, then we get to Eugene waiting for Rosita to call. She never does. In fact, no one from Alexandria is responding when he tries to reach him. So Eugene switches over to another frequency and begins openly broadcasting as Taterbug. Why? Taterbug. Why? 
Am I missing something about Taterbug? Should I? Is this a reference I, I should it's get? A, it's the spiritual successor to Doodlebug. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I don't know. Like he, uh, it seems. Uh, I I feel, I don't feel like Eugene would pick that for his handle. He would go so, something more overtly badass, right? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he does this. Maybe he does the cutesy act to try to get in. Who knows? What is his move? I haven't I haven't seen any successful ones. So Taterbug makes sense. Yeah. What's the one? <laughs> well, that... I mean, who does the cutesy act. Who's he going to raise on the radio is a question, because if he raises a guy like Negan and he's using the handle Taterbug. The cutesy act is not going to serve him very well. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, I believe it's very possible to triangulate someone's location from a strong ham signal. Right. Like, I don't if you're, know. I mean, I don't know if you what kind of gear you need for that, but like it does seem like it'd be very easy to triangulate if you, you know, uh, if there's someone's broadcasting consistently at a single location, you know, you take a you take a reading of the strength and then you go walk 50, I don't know, 10 kilometers in another direction, take another reading and then use that to start uh, triangulating their location. Uh, I would say it's a lot easier in our world to move 10 kilometers and take another reading. It's probably pretty difficult to move I guess that that's far true, with the an readings. actual ham radio set up. Also, yeah. from what I understand, he's created essentially a shortwave radio that could be communicating. Mm-hmm. And I know this woman is speaking American English and she's from sure, yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah. Texas, all that. But she could be across the globe, right? She could be in Australia for all he knows. I think that's po- I think that's right. I think that you can do crazy shit like bounce off of moon the moon. You can bounce it off the ionosphere, which they they kind yeah. of uh, and and get like crazy. Usually it's line of sight, but you can bounce stuff off of this and that and and get get longer range. But I could easily buy that he's talking to like the entire Atlantic seaboard, which is kind sure. of surprising. That I thought that there would be many many more people with radios that could pick this up. Maybe not as powerful that can transmit back, but like he's. I got to think there's a lot more survivors than what we're just seeing uh, judging by how many survivors we've met, you know? And and I mean, they probably have to be on the right frequency and monitoring it. And like, clearly like if they're, if they're anything like Alexandria, they just aren't monitoring their radio half the time. So, right. That's true. Yeah. They all got struck with the flux or whatever. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They got their own whisperer problems. Uh, so we'll we'll find out what comes of that here in a second. Uh, Daryl and Carol watch the herd gather, and Carol wants to find the horde uh, by crossing the border into Whisperer territory. When she's out peeing, Daryl looks for a gun in her bag. We can't find it. She says she didn't bring it. Daryl agrees to cross the border with her despite the potential consequences. I love the backpack cam, you know, him, him, uh, yeah, his, his face and rummaging through her sack and all that stuff. That's, that was pretty cool. I always like it when they do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole episode is Daryl being like, Hey, Hey, you, 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 you're not going to go and go find Negan. And she's like, Oh, I'm totally out here to find Negan. No, you're not. Okay. You're right. I'm out here to try to find a herd. Okay. But you better not lie to me no more. Why aren't you mm-hmm. straight with me? You know, uh, you, Hey, 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 I think, I think this is more about crossing their border. No, I'm just looking for the herd. Well, why are you crossing the border, Carol? Okay, it's about crossing the border, but we're going to going to tell the council as soon as fine. I promise. Like, yeah, he's just. I think Daryl wants to see for himself, like how low she's gotten, because he makes this point. Like, uh, does he do it here? Yeah. Um, if we do, we got it. If we're gonna do this, we got to do it smart, because this is not just us. We, if we fuck this up, we mess it up for everybody. And he made that point to her about the gun. Like, you know, that's why I searched for the gun, because if you're going to do something crazy, the gun and she does this other thing where she's like, oh, silly, I used up all the bullets. Remember? And he's like, hey, there's other bullets in Alexander. She's like, then she plays the card. Search me, which I kind of think, I don't know. She probably I think she did have the gun on her. She might like. Yeah, yeah, um, I I just it's 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 sad. But I also understand why Daryl would do it, because he just. Until you see it for yourself, you just don't ever think that someone that you care that much about is going to like fucking lie to your face like that. Yeah. Uh, so then we see Beta forcing Negan to dig a hole, which I guess I guess is a uh, part of the test. And there are a whole bunch of whispery things he does in this scene, like skin peeling, body moving, pig sticking. Yeah. Uh, I continue to hate the licensed music in this show. It, I, this the, is bizarre the dude. tone 
the total uh-huh. clash here is what they're going for. I get it, but it's just weird. It's like Benny Hill music playing, you know, yakety sax playing in this montage. And it's the thing is, is it's it's a funny montage. And I'm not saying that kind like of. a certain amount of lighthearted music couldn't work, but right. this just didn't do the thing. This didn't do it. No, man. And and it's like objectively hilarious. Like we didn't even like we haven't even like skimmed the surface of like the hilarious shit that Negan's saying. Like he's he said, oh, I get it. It's just one of those beta with benefits sit- type situations when he's shining him on about like and and like, uh, hey, you know, kneeling before a powerful woman has tickled the balls of many a fine gentleman over the years. He's just just relentless with this pattern. And it's so funny. Yeah. But then you get to this and it's yakety sacks in the background where it's like, you know, they're having a skinning, a skin off and a hole digging competition. And he's got to kill a pig. And it, I don't know, reminds me of that scene from finding Sarah Marshall where they, they make the, that, that guy butchered a pig and he's kind of, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's funny, but the sh- the song made it worse. The song made it way worse. The song always makes it worse in this show. Yeah. I don't get I don't why they can't they pick a piece that. of music that works in any of these scenes. This isn't Money. a bad song. I kind of like the song, but I just hate the way it's used. Or just have Barry McCreary. Hey, like you got something kind of like lighthearted yeah. and kind of plucky. The you know like uh, incongruous with the action. The, the, the some light little comic you know like strings and notes you can play. The let everybody under, but I, yeah, this is just, I don't know. It's too much. It's too much. Maybe they went to bear and he was like, no, I don't, I don't do lighthearted. I don't, I don't do that shit. You, find, you, you know what? No, I'm not going to make you music. And then they said, well, okay, we don't want to upset bear. Let's let him pick the music for these scenes. At least pick the licensed music. And so he picks, he's sabotaging licensed music in this show. He's like, no, no, if you're going to use music and it's going to be good, it's oh, going to be man. mine. God damn it. Throwing, throwing bear under the bus. Oh my god, villainy here. <laughs> eh, I have no evidence to support that, but that's what I like to think. Alright, there are a lot of sick people in the infirmary. Just a ton of them. And Sadiq rolls up with Rosita and he gets pissed off that Dante didn't tell him uh, about the, the stomach bug spreading and he jumps into action here. He's, he's saying, crush the herbs, crush them all. Get, find an herb, crush it. Get the oils. Where was I? Couldn't tell if he's, right. he's mixing up a, a healing concoction or they're serving a bread plate at like fucking uh-huh. Carabas. You know, it's like making some garlic uh, bread. Yeah, gotta get get the pesto, get the garlic, get the olive oil, <laughs> get the unlimited bread. Let's go! Come on, we need to feed. Yeah, I know that it's, but that's the that's the point. Like we're way far beyond the fall of man. We're out of yeah antibiotics or if the fact that you'd use them it's going to be under the most serious so they're just essentially back to the boiling barks and flowers and hoping for the best phase you know mm-hmm. yeah i don't think that's gonna do much when you're drinking yeah. water guts yeah i'm really worried about how many people are gonna end up dying and like our oh god are we gonna go back to the whole like oh we got a sick ward full of people one of them died in the middle of the night oh my god it rose up in it if that happens well, i'm going to scream it, that should not happen yeah, they they have to have a protocol for dealing with people dying in the hospital, right? Like, they don't because Dante had like sixteen people all mounded up together. There's no way that he could make sure. Like, what if one of them did die? Is he going to get the? You know, is he just going to immediately knife him in the head? Is he going to wrestle him outside? Like when he's doing that, <laughs> what if another one rises up and starts yeah. slaughtering the the weak all around them? It's like good fuck. Yeah, this is like the prison. I mean, it was really egregious in the prison. Because, again, if you don't remember our coverage from back then, they were living in a fucking prison. It's Uh super easy to isolate people in their own individual cells and still have ventilation and all that kind of shit. I don't know what you do in Alexander, but, yeah, you got to do something because this is a real concern. I swear to God, if we have another (laughs) the sick ward of the damned (laughs) uprisings, I'm going to I'm going to lose it, man. Yeah, we'll see. It's a demerit on the on the so far unblemished record of Kang. Yeah. So Daryl and Carol are hiking and planning their mission rules. They're they're not to leave any tracks, no killing walkers. If they get split up, they're going to head back and meet at the border, and then they cross over. Mm-hmm. They got luck on their side. They got the, the, the double tapper, the twin topper. It's true. Which that's, that's, is that also like uh, foreshadowing a relationship with Daryl? Because what's a twin topper but two acorns that are permanently connected? There you go. 
and like a bond, an emotional bond. Oh, there, there, you found, you discovered the meaning of the title. Are Daryl and Carol? Oh, you're right. I just did. Are Daryl and Carol that the twin topper? Is it Daryl and Connie? Seems like Daryl and Carol. There, I liked. We didn't talk about this, but I liked what Carol said about like since when has have you and I not been enough? You know, like to go do a dangerous mission or get a job done, right? Because mm-hmm. they are. They're the people who spring into action and get shit done, taken care of, and you can rely on them. Uh, mm-hmm. And now Daryl's talking about going back and getting reinforcements or taking it to the council or whatever. And Seems like madness. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, uh, Negan wants to eat some of the pig that he killed and cooked, but Beta says he hasn't earned it. And Negan lets it go and then is given a piece of it by another whisper. Beta notices Yeah, that. what's up with that? Is that just because Negan's that fucking cool? Or is this how yeah. Whisper kind of culture works? Like the pack, when the pack accepts you, that's when you're able to stay. Maybe. Um, it might just be that, you know, not everybody is as on board with Alpha's shit as Beta is. So I, I had the theory that this person is the one that he later knifes. But it's so dark and uh, I don't know if about you, but I'm watching this on Amazon and sometimes like the 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 bit quality dips on a lot of these scenes for me, mm-hmm. not in India, in like most scenes. other bits for this walking dead. Um, and I could not I could not tell. I could not tell if it's the you know, because there's so many people with bows and arrows and whatnot. And I, I couldn't tell if it's the same supposed to be the same guy, but it might be. And if that's the case, because beta season is pissed. He takes yeah, note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gave me a little piece of barbecue. Uh-uh. I'm going to snatch your life. All right, before we move on, let's take another quick break. Taterbug manages to raise a woman on the radio. That's that's the first part of the scene here. Uh, maybe we can skip over the next little insert to get to can, more can of we, Eugene. Okay, because the first thing I want to say is, though, is Eugene doing something wrong here? Because we talked about the danger of being triangulated and all that kind of stuff and of reaching out to a wider world. Um, is 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 he think he's doing something wrong because his face in the scene where he finally gets someone back is kind of like, oh, shit, what do I do now? Like, should I go run and tell people mm-hmm. like I made first contact? I made first contact. You know, like what would Jody, uh, what Jody Foster do in the movie contact? Would she like just chat and talk with the aliens about for a while? Or would she, you know, call the other scientists in and be like, what should what should we send back? What what should the message be that we send back? I got, I don't know. Do you think that he thinks he's in the wrong here? I think that he is making a mistake by essentially divulging everything about himself and Alexandria without getting anything in return, without knowing who he's talking to, where they potentially are, what kind of people they are. I mean, the thing he needs to note here is that he is giving everything and getting nothing in return. Yep. And that is potentially a mistake. Yep. It it could also like, be that he's he's able to ingratiate Alexandria uh, into the the good graces of these people, and they come join the community, and they're fine people, whatever. But you need to be cautious for sure. And he's not, because we know there's nefarious trash people adjacent organizations that are well equipped with helicopters and long range communication devices yeah. that could, in fact, maybe triangulate your position, and yeah. it'd be super. Like it would be super efficient to like go if you want to take out large towns and like take prisoners and stuff like a place that's operating a ham radio of this power tells you that it's a well-established setup that they've got. Like it's almost like, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm scared too, because you're right. He is giving everything and getting nothing. Um, but I could also see like a year and a half from now, me sitting in a theater and the setup for a Rick Grimes movie is Rick Grimes in a, in a, in a cage labeled a, mm-hmm. you know, weekly. And he's like, he's you got long hair and long beard. And he hears like Eugene's voice crackling over. And it calls us like to let us know that, Oh, this is the part. So I, I don't know. Cause it's, he's given his full given, he's using his full name. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything to anybody but us. So like that would be useful for being on the other side of the conversation. I, I don't know. It seems dangerous to me. And I think he knows that he probably shouldn't be having this kind of contact without at least telling people. Yeah, um, yeah. and he's not so and you you pointed out kind of why he's not earlier in the episode when you were talking about him being desperate for female acknowledgement essentially right mm-hmm. like if if this isn't a woman who responds to him I'm not sure he does 
the same things he's doing here. That's a very good point. If it's just some dude, he's probably like, hey, yeah. uh, dude, Reno, I got to run this up the flag chain of command bullshit. You know, like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a lady. And then who? <laughs> right. Tater, tater bug. Tater bugs here to feast on starch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ladies, uh, full of starch. We know. We know this. Scientists oh yeah. told us. Oh yeah, head to toe, <laughs> sugar and spice and everything starch. That was the poem. It's good enough for me. <laughs> uh, all right, the herd is still growing as Daryl and Carol approach it. Carol snaps a twig and a few whispers. Peel off and come after. Uh, Daryl covers himself in walker guts to avoid detection by the other walkers. Yeah, snap, snapping that neck and gutting that zombie real quick. Thinking, uh, no hesitation, Daryl. Yeah, also, I I still think that when the whispers are doing their eponymin eponymin, uh, they're they're doing their whisper thing. It's hilarious. Not oh. here. Yeah, keep looking. It's just it's fucking hilarious. It's like an actual like boogeyman in your closet trying to be you know s- slick. <laughs> the child doesn't see me. <laughs> it's just so. It's just so funny. I love it. Yeah, and it's exactly like because mm-hmm. I remember reading the comics. I read the first few whispers issue, and they they always illustrated it with like these really long tortured text boxes with the warbly. It's like it's so. It's yeah. exactly how it's intended to sound. But when <laughs> when you're hearing it, it's always ridiculous. For sure. Uh, Sadiq tends to a patient. He half apologizes to Dante for snapping and thanks him for his help. And and then rocks baby Coco and himself to sleep later that night and has a nightmare and then wakes up outside at the top of the windmill, apparently holding the baby sleepwalking. I think if that's not like a a continuation of his nightmare, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's real. Yeah. I like the scene between Sadiq and the old lady where she's like, you know, he's apologized for not, able to do more for her she's like honestly you know in this world like dying in a soft warm bed is kind of like everyone's life goal right yeah so sure. i thought that was yeah it's like that you know it's a it's a thankless job being cast as a, a nameless character just gonna die probably but um i like it i like that um i don't again dante what the fuck because like sadiq's like you know i was probably a little too strong with you the other day blah 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 and dante immediately comes on strong to him uh i i don't get this dante guy i i don't know this is not the time or place dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i don't know what to say about this dante guy He's a handful for sure. What do you think about this? This open your eyes business. Um, what is this in in connection to? Open your eyes. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's like that. He that there was like this demented whispering, and it sounded like it was maybe a woman, that oh. maybe it was a monster, or okay, in um, his nightmare, and his his nightmare, haze, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Open your eyes. What could it mean? I'm trying. Did did we forget last season him being captured by the whispers and interrogated or something? Because like, oh the no, way he definitely doing- was. Yeah, I mean, he he was the witness to the murders, right? And they they he let was him the one go. Survivor that let him go, so he could yeah, talk, yeah. talk about. Okay, so he's. I think what's happening is he's having flashbacks to that, right? Oh yeah, he has been for episodes. Okay, for a few okay. episodes. All right, all right. I was like, they sure keep showing exactly- in the inside of that barn um, where everybody was killed. Okay, so I think open your eyes is probably that's like it's going to lead up to we're going to see all of the carnage that was implied from last episode season. Like, and he uh, it's some crucial thing. He's going to be reliving that instead of doing something else. I, yeah, I mean, we kind of saw it. Remember, there was like this slow mo scene. It was, I think, at the end of last season, like the slow mo scene of everybody like fighting walkers, right? It's Aaron's given like this speech about how, or Sadiq's given this speech about how brave everybody fought and mm-hmm. how they were killed anyway. And it, uh, the entire mm-hmm. time they're showing like Enid slashing yeah, walkers yeah, yeah, heads yeah. and right. But they didn't like actually some show the, like the, like, like Negan beating Glenn's brains out kind of, we didn't actually see the, the song off of he- heads and whatnot. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, we could, 
we could get to see more of that, which I, I don't know. Do I want that? That's what I say the open your eyes is going for is like, you know, her forcing him to watch this stuff. Yeah. And unless they filmed it back then, they'd probably have to bring all those actors back, which I bet. Be I mean, weird. I think that's the most honestly, that's the easiest, lowest hanging fruit. If, if I was Kang to improve the quality of the show is like, think a season ahead. You know yeah, yeah. why we got all these people here. We might we're going to we, we, we had this idea for Sadiq to have this flat. Let's go ahead and get some trauma footage and we have to call these people back. It's the easiest fucking thing in the world. And I, I, I would imagine like it's low hanging fruit. I imagine she would do it. So I, I, I guess I would be on the like she probably got all the footage she needed before she let these actors go kind of thing. But yeah, you hope maybe so. not. Yeah. Uh, it's too late to start that now because <laughs> last the next season's last season. So. Mm-hmm, Hopefully mm-hmm. she's done everything she needs to do. Uh, Negan tells Beta that they should probably get along because he's going to be part of this group. Beta tells him he'll never be one of them and Alpha's going to see through his shit. Negan says, nah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for Alpha. Uh, not for you. And Beta kicks, or sorry, six some walkers on him. Negan stabs one and then his knife breaks. I, why? Why? This is victim of shitty knives, man. He's going to have post-traumatic stress of knives breaking off and zombie heads at the end of this is what he's going to have. This retroactively made last episode even stupider (laughs) because clearly they only had that knife break so they could set up a second knife break thinking it was funny somehow. I didn't find it funny. I found it eye roll cringy. Yeah, but that's that's just me. Want those full tang knives, boys and girls? You don't want the, you know, like if you want a serious knife, it's got to have the yeah. full tang, full handle the tang. Damascus steel, too. The Ford's Damascus, yeah, sure. Yep. You got to have the best. Hanzo Hattori. Got to have a full tang Hanzo <laughs> sure. Hattori. Keep it in your back pocket. It won't ever let you down in the apocalypse. <laughs> no, no victim of shitty knives, you. No, sir. Yeah, I got I to gotta imagine Japan probably just beat this shit, right? Like they've got all those, they've got all those knives over there. Mm-hmm. Imagine how easy it is to kill walkers. They probably just went like, okay, let's hand out oh the knives. Oh my god, yeah, they're like the rest Walker of the world. While you, were, while you were fucking around, we were studying the blade for like the last hundred years, motherfucker. We yeah. got this stuff on lock. Yeah, sure. Oh, you got no ammo for your guns. Sure. Oh, so sad. Sure. There's <laughs> ten times more samurai blades and citizens in Japan. That's, it's true. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like America with guns. You know, it's just the opposite. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Carol. Uh, I'm sorry, Japan. Yeah, we're obviously kidding. Uh, Carol takes a whisper hostage. She tells Daryl that she didn't play it on it. The guy just saw her, but he realizes she's full of shit when he sees that he uh, his hands are bound by zip ties. <laughs> she's got flexi cuffs. She's got them. I, I did. I be. You know, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect this. So just be prepared. You know, that's what the right Girl Scouts motto, right? All right, Eugene's talked all night to this woman. The sun is coming up. I think. I think it's all night. I don't know. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. just been like a few hours. But uh, he's telling her about his likes and his dislikes. She still won't reveal any information about herself. Eugene volunteers to share some information with her. Instead, she agrees to to continue their conversations, but only if he keeps them secret. And this is your red fucking flag, Eugene. The person on the radio is getting you to divulge all of your secrets and telling you not to tell anyone else that you're doing it. Red fucking flashing light, man. You are not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, this is clearly something bad. I, I don't. I mean, I think I like I said, they, they've they've got technologically sophisticated bands of survivors doing things. You know, Georgie's got this whole rebooting human civilization project. You've got whatever the trash people are doing. They're A and B helicopters. Like mm-hmm. Alexandria's got a fucking stone flour mill operation and Eugene's got this ham that he's just talking to people. It'll blow up in his face. And it's 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 a damn shame. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. On the other hand, like it's, it's also a really good idea to try to make contact with bigger, you know, because uh, oh, yeah. everything I said applies about a serious civilization that has a ham radio. That's there's obvious benefits from establishing alliances with those people. Mm-hmm. So it's a high risk, high reward situation, like any type of first contact and trade situation is. But uh, my yeah. only problem with it, he's doing it with it, with none of the other people in these settlements consents. They have a whole fucking constitution now uh-huh. that says probably he shouldn't be doing stuff like this without you know, at least getting people buying in. And I, I have a, I have a big problem. Lots of people doing that in this episode, though. So why not yeah. Eugene? For sure. 
And then finally, we get a scene where Beta tells Alpha that Negan didn't survive, but Negan immediately shows up alive as he's ever been and pledges himself to Alpha, taking a knee before. You guys are going to have to get out the extra long tape measure to get the, the, the properly metric these big old nuts I got. Like, yeah, he's, he's in fine form this episode. He's great. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's so good. And, you know, Alpha gets up in his face and does this kind of like, am I going to sniff you? Am I going to kiss you? I'm just going to shush you. Uh, uh, does, she buy, does she buy into his shit? Like, because he is not going to be quiet. You might get him to whisper, but he's going to be running the steady pe- the patter of bullshit this whole time. There's no way you can't take you can't take that out of Negan. I want I want to see Negan doing his bullshit in the whisperer voice. My my humongous ball. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking about ball tapping, nut tapping. Oh, uh, just constant, constant while they're mm-hmm. out there wrangling the herd i don't know man yeah it'd be funny Hit him what, and eugene was... both would be hilarious as whisperers oh christ get them in a room or in a herd together yeah it's going it's back and code. forth like no one it'd be like uh your navajo code talkers only with zombie whisperers oh, the, sure. it's the perfect unbreakable code does eugene talks and ramble uh negan talks and ramble back and there you go no one can break that encryption uh so I don't know what I'm trying to think like what value would Alpha see in Negan beyond just having another whisperer in the the pack. Um, His backstory is not totally dissimilar to Beta's, right? Mm -hmm. She might identify with the the loss that he's had and that trauma and, you know, that's kind of her thing as we saw in that that one episode, like episode two or something. So maybe there's an in there. Yeah, he's powerful. He's strong. He's not quite as overtly damaged and crazy as a beta. Uh, I think she. I, there's also I. You know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mor- Jeffrey Dean Morgan's a good-looking man. Negan is is handsome in the in the series. She might, you know, want to climb that tree. Like uh, <laughs> there is this something. There is something to the psychosexual submission domination game she's playing, and he might want to try to see if there's something there to exploit. Uh, I think he's going to definitely try it the way he's talking this episode. And, you know, she's going to probably, yeah. you know, to put a blade against his nuts and say, you say it's one more time. And he's like, oh, you're getting uh, pants swelled tight or something. You know, it's it's, it's, it's yeah, he's going to see how far this can go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How much he puts up with it and what his actual end is. I don't know that. And um, how much she will be charmed by this, how much she'll be repulsed by this, how much you know, will beta go along with too? Cause that's the other thing is I don't have a good read is whether beta, um, has like some kind of psychosexual relationship with her. Yeah. Or whether he's just kind of a Daryl type where he's a little bit more asexual and he's just very submissive to her because, you know, and in the same way, Amos is kind of, you know, you don't think of Amos on the expanse of being submissive, but he absolutely is. Yeah, like he submits himself to people that he think has better moral judgment because he recognizes he's a loose cannon and beta could be similar. So but is there a sexual component to that? I don't know. I felt like I felt like there is a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Um, Also, beta has been disagreeing with Alpha a lot lately. And if Negan come in there and just show that he can be the beta she actually wants, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even if he won't shut his mouth, at least he's saying the right things. Yeah, uh, maybe there's a chance that he could work his way between them. Get demoted to Gamma. Mm-hmm. Where, where does Gamma Ooh, go? Or I don't even know the next what, letter. Or maybe he's an Epsilon. Oh, my oh. God. He's going to slide. Oh, no. Negan Beta and he's the Epsilon. Holy shit. What are you going to do then? Yeah, there aren't that many letters left. You keep getting demoted. You got Deltas in there somewhere. I think it does. Mm-hmm. Isn't this like Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta Epsilon. I don't know. That sounds right. There's a theta in there, a Vega somewhere. They just started the Greeks took a sword, just went went right to Roman and went it went F and then (laughs) fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. That's why that's the yeah they needed they needed a letter for that. Uh, Is that it? That's it it for the episode. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, if uh, you are hearing this episode, know that we are getting close. I think in uh, episode eight, we're going at the mid-season point, we're going to consider some of the long-form written feedback. So if you've been holding on to that, uh, please send that in to watchingdead at baldmove.com. Also, uh, we tape this thing live Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash baldmove. But we also have our stereo.com slash baldmove that we operate simultaneously where people throughout the podcast can queue up and, and, and leave us voicemails. Uh, and uh, we consider those on a, on a separate show later in the week. So that's another way that you can get feedback watching dead at baldmove.com or stereo.com slash baldmove while we're taping the show. So be on the lookout for that later in the week in the feed. Um, until then we will be back with next week's episode. And until then I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya. See ya.